The Digested Read by John Crace Blood Meridian by Cormac McCarthy See the child, the mother dead at his birthing. At fourteen, he runs away. A year later, he is shot in the back in New Orleans. So what? He walks, he walks, he is divested of all that he has been. He sees a parasite, the body hanging while urine darkens the trouser. In the spring of 1849, he rides into Nacodoches. The Reverend Green had been playing to a full house daily when a seven-foot giant entered the tent. The imposter had congress with young girls and a goat before he came to preach here, said the judge. The teamster pulled out a knife and killed the reverend, with seventy-nine other members of the congregation trampled in the affray. The kid looked on, eagerly. How do you know he was an imposter? The kid asked. I didn't. I just made it up. It had been raining for three months and the kid was sitting in the hotel with Toadvine when a man asked him to get out of the way. The kid pulled out a gun and blew his head off, the arterial blood spraying the walls. We'd better get out of here, cried the judge and Toadvine. Sure, said the kid, but how come we got no speech marks or apostrophes? Because punctuation is for pussies. They met a hermit that hated niggers, even worse than Mexas, he said. We've got to get to California, they answered, disemboweling the barman and treading his intestines into the floorboards. We'd better join the Irregulars and get us some mules. For two long weeks they rode through the arid, burnt pumice of the desert, sucking on antelope bones, dying of starvation. They passed a solitary jackal, the inhabitants all mutilated, save an old man pissing himself, before they were caught in a hail of Comanche arrows. Only eight survived. The rest were burnt in a bush on which hung the carcasses of dead babies, scalped by the heathen. Dying of thirst in the Terra Damnata, they were taken prisoner in Chihuahua, walking a gauntlet of flung offal. Let us go, said Glanton, and we will kill you Indians and get Gomez. They drank mescal, stove in the skull of a crippled woman, said nigger a lot, and left town. Nine days out, they got ambushed by Apaches. The judge laughed, plucking the arrows from his side before pulping the Indians against the rocks. What's he the judge of? asked the kid. He's the judge of American history, the ex-priest replied. The blood, depravity and lawlessness that's been airbrushed by the victors. So this is like a triple X-rated spaghetti western. Clint Eastwood is a Disney shithead. So it's an anomic, existential tale of no character development or revelation. We just gotta find new ways to kill or be killed in ever more remorseless graphic detail. They rolled back into the white heat of the desert, killing indiscriminately. The kid shot a man from 25 miles, watching his head explode in a ball of carmine, while the judge and toadvine drank the menstrual blood of scalped women and slit the bellies of pregnant horses. They returned as heroes in harlequin hats to Chihuahua, dragging a half-mile chain of scalps behind them. 
They drank, they whored, they peeled skulls like polyps bluely wet. They pulled a dead man from a coffin and hacked him in pieces, knowing the desert would salt their bones back to nothingness. The judge pissed in the sulphur, fashioning gunpowder from the earth, and the sand ran crimson with the blood of seven thousand mexas. Who are we killing now? asked the ex-priest. We ain't bothered. We killing everyone the judge spat. There's a purity in violence. War is the truest form of divination. Do you reckon that kind of quasi-mysticism will have some critics falling for a highbrow Gnostic interpretation of all this killing? The kids spat back. The Lord moves in mysterious ways. Might also help if we put the odd bit of Spanish in somewhere. The ex-priest muttered spitting further than anyone. Erath mozo del caballado. They resume their massacres, bathing their arms in scarlet torrents of exsanguinations, boiling brains in their skulls, filleting infants and throwing their livers to the wolves. They double-crossed the humour at the river crossing, and the Indians came after them, spearing Glanton through the throat till his tongue appeared out of his chest. The kid and Tobin escaped by mule, the kid taking an arrow in the leg. Tobin, a bullet in the neck. You've got to shoot the judge, cried the ex-priest. The kid shot once and missed. The judge laughed. Ain't no one that can shoot me, he spat. They travelled on through the cold of the desert night, passing pile upon pile of desiccated corpses, the charred coagulate of preterite lives. The kid made it to San Diego in time to see Toadvine swing, his leg dripping with urine as he breathed his last from the noose. He had lost all sense of who he was, who he was killing, as he was put in prison for his crimes. The judge had him sent away, but the kid got released when he promised his jailers gold. For seven long years, the kid travelled back east through the desert where bison carcasses lay rotting in their millions, stopping only to plug innocent bystanders with lead in their rancid pelvises. The kid entered a bar in Texas to find the judge, wearing the blackened ears of Mexus as a necklace, and making a cross out of an imbecile's femur, while crushing 1,129 children between his thighs. You a disappointment to me, kid, he said, before remembering to spit. You just don't enjoy killing quite as much as me. You at times shown an indecent humanity to the heathen. The kid spat back. It was the first he had heard of it. He looked on disinterestedly as the dancing bear's head was ripped off before absent-mindedly whoring and butchering the penitents and the pilgrim in a final attempt to add meaning by using the language of faith. The judge towered over him. You don't want to go in there, said one bloke, having a piss in the latrines to another. Indoors the judge was dancing. Fame, he spat. I'm gonna live forever. Forever.